So we're going to talk about praise this weekend, and I got given the first session. So, um, and I'm going to, um, I've decided I'm going to be a bit of your personal trainer tonight, okay? We'll have a bit of fun. And has anyone ever been to a gym? Anybody in this room ever been to a gym? Yeah, yeah. So I go to a gym, and um, it's amazing what more you can get done when someone's pushing you, right? And... uh, Anyway, so, anyway, I think it is health benefits and pushing. Anyway, so, does anyone ever go to a doctor or dentist every, like, you should go to a doctor or dentist every single year, right? Yeah. And if you don't go to the dentist every year, does anyone notice that you you don't get fillings because you don't go? (laughs) You know, whatever you have just accumulates, you know? And anyway... Being spiritually fit is sort of similar. Like just because you don't attend to some of the spiritual disciplines and going to the spiritual gym, we're using some worldly type language now, it doesn't mean you're going to stay fit, right? So if you, it's like if you ignore the dentist, you'll, after six years you'll need a root canal, right? Well, if you don't... <laughs> that happened to me. And then, um, And then so if you don't do your spiritual things... It, you basically have to have a spiritual root canal, right? There's issues. So um, anyway, so we're going to talk about some practical things to stop you doing that, okay? So C.S. Lewis said, praise is inner health made audible, okay? Now, isn't that a great quote? So as we look around a room and, you know, isn't it great that we can see, see everyone's inner health on display in the middle of praise and worship, right? You don't even have to go to university, become a doctor or anything. You can sit there on stage and diagnose everyone in a whole crowd, you know? Because that's what praise is. It's your inner health, your inner spiritual health on show in front of everyone, okay? So those with a healthy spiritual life, praise is natural. It just comes out, and it's not just singing heartily. It's, it's being thankful for everything, thankful for life, Like we're discussing this week, you know, if you wake up a Christian, you know, what more could possibly, how how much better can it get? Well, it can't. You're breathing and you're going to heaven. It doesn't get any better than that. It just can't. It's just your top level, you're there. You've made it. Right? So if you've got a healthy spiritual life, um, it just flows naturally, praise. Okay? But for others, due to, say, religious training, like the church you got brought up, Because there's some churches who are a bit more, I'm not saying they don't have adoration, but they're just a lot more conservative, okay? So either due to religious training or lack of understanding, or this is the big one for most of us, including me when I was a kid, and me sometimes now, is fear of embarrassment. That's probably number one, pride. Like, who here doesn't want to praise wholeheartedly or sing because they're just a bit embarrassed. Say singing, you're just a bit embarrassed because your voice is not great. Like, my voice is not great. I think I'm singing a melody. Krista sometimes says to me, what song do you mean? And I sing it to her, and she goes, can you sing it not all on the one note? (laughs) (laughs) It'll help me if you actually, you know, vary the melody a bit. And I'm saying, well, it is in my head. I don't know how it's coming out, but at least in my head it's moving. So stick to the keys. Um, isn't it great? We're blessed at different things. Um, 
And so, or pride, that's like the fear of embarrassment, pride. So when I was a kid, like youth, I used to go to youth once, believe it or not, in a previous life. And I was very, I hated putting up my hands or I just didn't do any of those things because I was just like too cool for that. And yet you're not cool at all. <laughs> Little do you know. So, you know, for, for youth, don't think you're cool because you're not. So putting up your hands will not make a difference. <laughs> Little secret. <laughs> right? You think you're cool, but you're definitely not. Uh, so don't worry about pride. Um, and all these things cause praise to be silent. So we're going to, you know, David was saying that we might, you know, try and break through a few things. Well, I'm going to be a personal trainer. We'll try and do the whole lot in one night, okay? <laughs> right? Because it'll... And I was thinking even more, and it's easy to do it here because... You know, you've got people more motivated because they're at camp. I'm away next Sunday, but the Sunday after, when I come back, if we're not into it, I will be cranky, okay? <laughs> if we can do it here Friday night and not on a Sunday morning, I will be miffed. So, I don't know who's on... It's Palm Sunday, right? Two from now. Oh, Palm Sunday means praise, okay? So, it's Hosanna. Let's... We better be dancing on Palm Sunday. Okay. Okay, so we do a lot of things for external health, like we eat healthy, we get our eight hours sleep every night that we need, we exercise, and exercise takes different things. We run, we do weights, stretches. You know, some of these things aren't even hard. Like, you're thinking run 5Ks is hard, but stretching is just as important as running, and that's easy. So there's lots of different things you can do. Same with praise. Some are a little bit more outgoing and energetic, and some are easy, but you need to do them all, okay? And then tonight we're going to do some of those exercises, okay? We're going to have fun, okay? And Jacob and Kristen Lee are going to help me do it. But if you want to, you can sit there doing nothing, but just like not going to a doctor or dentist or not doing your 5K runs or whatever you don't do, it's really, really bad for your spiritual health. And, um, and just like with physical health, everybody can tell. Okay? You can tell. You can tell it physical health and you can tell it spiritual health because praise is inner health made audible. Okay, we got that? Great. So we're going to talk, have a few points tonight. We're starting easy. We're going to say why and how, and they're not linked to each other. That Why doesn't get you your clapping. Don't worry about it. Don't try to make it too an analytical. We're just going to talk about a reason why we praise, and then we're going to come up with an exercise on how to do it, okay? So we're going to start with clapping. Because I thought it was the simplest thing in the world and I thought everyone did it. But then I was told in church council, there's a lot of people at church don't clap. Anyway, it's not good enough, okay? Clapping is it's simple and because it's generally done at waist height, no one even sees it anyway. So, like, this is the low-hanging fruit of praise, right? If you can't get clapping, we have issues. So, um, now, the Old Testament says... You all know this one. Psalm 100 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So this was in the Old Testament and it was in references to Moses' tabernacle, probably, David, like this verse. So now that tabernacle had one doorway into the courtyard and then it like had a, you know, a holy place and like a holy of holies. Anyway, into that first courtyard, there was one way in, one gate, okay? Same for us. We got one gate. We got praise. Okay, you want, to get, you want to start that progression towards the Holy of Holies? Praise is number one. That's your gate in. 
okay? That's into that first courtyard. We start with praise. So access to God, it's essential to come through praise. So that's the reason why we're going to do this. Now, so if you're in a habit, and I know a lot of you are, of walking in late to church, you're missing your gate. The gate's closed. Don't come to church and listen to the sermon or the announcements because praise is your gate into the presence of God. Praise is your access to God. So how about we get there 15 minutes early and maybe meet some people and then praise and and Sundays are going to be great. So there's a bit of a thing for um, Sunday mornings. Get there early knowing that worship is your gateway into the throne of God, okay? Praise and worship. Great. Now we're going to talk about clapping. So just on a normal physical level, clapping has enormous benefits, right? Even if you want to just go out here tonight and start clapping, your life will be better. I can assure you. I've even got a journal from somewhere. Yeah, come on. Come on. (laughs) So the amazing thing about clapping is the more humans you have clapping, like clapping begets clapping. Clapping, it's like guinea pigs, you know? And so, like, and I do this in church all the time sometimes. Someone sings and no one's singing, and I'll just do a clap, and then people start, right? And if you ever go to the Pelbium Theatre and someone, it's like a standing ovation, right? You're clapping and one person stands, then two, then three. So clapping is a very corporate exercise, right? They've done scientific studies on this, believe it or not. And clapping will go in waves, but with the number of people clapping rather than the subject of what you're clapping for. It's like self-generating. So that's pretty cool. I didn't... That has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's cool. So this is what clapping will do for you, even if you're not praising. Even if you want to just get up and clap for 15 minutes a day, this is what this will do for you. It will improve your heart health and circulation. Okay? It'll reduce occurrences of infections because somehow it's in, it boosts your white blood cells. I don't know how. But I'm, I'm believing everything the internet's telling me here. It's in a journal and it doesn't look photoshopped. Um, it reduces insomnia. That's when you can't sleep. Uh, improves hair health. There's some people here who need to clap more. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, it's great for mental illness. We're just talking in our board meeting this morning how anxiety is growing. If your kid's anxious about something, get them to start clapping. I mean, even better if you can get them praising. Clapping will reduce depression and anxiety. It's good for lower back pain. And if you have a kid, it improves their spelling. I don't know how. <laughs> Improve brain function and contribute to better handwriting, reduce spelling mistakes. Yeah, there you go. And I know from being a kid, it's really good for improved times tables. Because I reckon I said them about 300 times in class. One, one, one. <laughs> so that's clapping for you. Hey, that's, that's even if you don't believe in God, clapping has great benefits. Okay, so we're all clapping, right? Now we have the um, added benefit of it being asked for in Scripture. So Psalm 47 says, come on, everyone, clap your hands. Shout to God with joyful praise, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is great King of all the earth. Now, even when we clap in church, most of us are doing it because it's like a, like, well, 
most of us are doing it in rhythm, right? It's, it's like a percussion thing, right? But, but that's not the reason we clap. We don't clap for percussion. We just, I don't know why we do it all in beat. Like it's just something that's like evolved, I guess, but it's not what's called for. We're not clapping to keep a beat. It doesn't say that. We're clapping because the Lord Most High is awesome. So we're clapping more like the end of an opera clapping or the end of a stage show, that sort of clapping as we're doing. We're, we're clapping because he's the great king of all the earth. Now, yeah, in the middle of a song, it's better if we keep the guitarist on beat, but they have enough issues as it is. But, <laughs> but so yes, in the middle of a song, let's clap on beat. But if there's ever a chance at the end of worship, you need to clap because he's awesome because he deserves praise and he is the great king of all the earth and he is to be feared, okay? So you got a few different levels of clapping there. you got to clap because it's good for you. You can clap along with songs, but you've got to realise that the Bible's called us to clap. We need to do it during worship. Okay, so now we're going to sing a song, okay? And we're going to sing Happy Day because it's a happy day. We're all alive. And... Our exercise for this song, me being your personal trainer, I'm uh, not going to go around and say, you know, three more or anything like that. But (laughs) you can do it. But I want everyone in this room to stand up and we're already singing loudly because you can't be heard because of the room. So we're doing that. But if you haven't, I need you all to clap, okay? And then when I get back in two weeks, I need to see the whole congregation clapping. Because clapping, you know how I mentioned earlier clapping generates clapping? If we want to see great worship at peace with people clapping, you guys need to do it when we get back, okay? Because you've got about half the congregation who's not here in this meeting. So you're going to be the example when we get back. You're going to generate them into higher praises, right? So great. You ready to make this? Have fun. Great. My heart's feeling healthier already. So, everyone, clapping every day. Okay. So, so next one is, um, yep, shouting. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I know. Anyone who's got a parent, who's been a parent, has got this down pat. So you can probably step out, and we'll just. <laughs> We're all over shouting. Anyway, so Isaiah 61 3 says, Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So, um, so praise is an intentional thing. So, just like you get dressed in the morning, you know, depending on what you're going to do. If you're going to go to work, you have work clothes, you, you know. Well, with praise, it's intentional. So, you have to put on your garment of praise. Because I know when I feel heavy, I'm sure most of you know when you feel heavy. So if you feel heavy, the scripture is very clear what you need to do. You put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Look, it's just, a, it's just written there. How good is that? Anytime you're heavy, put on your garment of praise. So you get in your car at home and start singing praise songs and clapping, right? How, how can you be happy when heavy when you're sitting there clapping? <laughs> LAUGHTER You'll have to get your hands-free clapping app out. <laughs> okay, so shouting. 
Okay, there's a word, I mean, in the Bible there's so many words for praise. You, you probably all know this being, um, you know, learned people. But one of them is called Shabak, maybe? Shabak? Shabak? Anyway, it's Hebrew. So, this word means to address in a, it means to shout, okay? But it means to address in a loud tone. Funnily enough, it also means to pacify, which like pacifies like a dummy, like so to calm down. And it also means, you know, it's, a, it's like a holy roar. It's like a, a roar of triumph. So um, the, the best known story, and you're well aware of this in the Bible, is Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, right? What a great story. So... Can you imagine being in that battle? It would have been the weirdest thing. Well, I mean, it would have been weird for the people of the children of Israel, but can you imagine being in Jericho, right? And about, I don't know what the census was on fighting men, but say a couple of hundred thousand men come out, right? And walk around your city, but it was silent, like not a word. And then they do that the next day and the next day, like six days. And then on the seventh day, do you reckon as soon as they walked around more than once, like, because they'd been watching them for six days doing it once, right? And on the, on the seventh day, they obviously walked around seven times. Can you imagine the anticipation and the, ex- can you imagine the excitement of the children of Israel just walking around that city building all day? Like, we had a youth camp here when John Mark made us do this, right? We got all the chairs, and this was at rec camp, we got all the chairs in the whole dining room area and made a pile in the middle. And then we walked around it 13 times, right? Six times, then seven for the last day. And then we all, anyway, we were going to all scream our lungs off and push the chairs over at the end, right? And, which we did, but that took about 10 minutes and there wasn't a sound in that room. About 30 kids just walking around. Were you there, Kent? Yeah. We're just walking round and round and round. And I was getting excited. Like, this is getting good. But because you're counting, but you're not talking, so you're all counting in your head. This is 10. This is 11. This is 12, you know. And you all go at once at the end of 13. And you all attack those chairs, right? So it it was just a funny exercise. But the amount of, you somehow get some internal freedom when you yell, okay? I, I, can't ex, I can't explain it, but somehow just going outside yourself in a holy roar. Anyway, can you imagine the people at Jericho seeing this? The Israelites walking. The tension must have been, like we don't think about these things, the tension must have been amazing. Anyway, Sometimes it takes a loud shout of praise to remind ourselves that the God we serve is a God of victory. Okay? So if you need a victory, you need to shout. I remember Dad telling us a great story. I think you're in the Salvos, Dad, and you're coming down from up north somewhere. And I didn't know what his issues were at the time. I was a kid. But he obviously had some. So nothing would cause you to do this unless you had issues. (laughs) So... Apparently what happened was God told him he needed to leap and dance. Shout as well. I'm guessing he was shouting. Yeah, so pulled the car off in the middle of the Bruce Highway in the middle of the night and ran down the dotted white line 
yelling. Anyway, apparently a coach went by and everything, you know. So can you imagine the amount of freedom that gives you? Like if you feel like just down and heavy, you need to get out of yourself. Even, even if you don't put a spiritual thing to it, there's something about breaking free that releases you. You need to, you just need to get out of yourself, right? So shout. If you need a victory, you need to shout. But like Jericho, the shout comes first. Okay, so if you remember that story, the walls didn't come down and then they shouted. Okay, it didn't happen that way. And when we go to the gym, we don't get big muscles and then we start lifting weights, right? We don't get really fit and then start running half marathons, right? It doesn't work that way. You have to do the exercise first before you get the answer. So if you need an answer, if you need a victory, you better start doing some spiritual exercises because otherwise it's not going to happen because the spiritual exercise comes first, okay? So Paul and Silas, when they're in the jail and they started praising, what came first? Did they get unshackled with the earthquake first or did they sing first? They sang first, okay? So story after story after story in the Bible the, 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 the exercise of faith came before the answer. And Jericho was the same. So we need to shout. Just sing. Now, interesting thing. This oh, Another story where the worshippers went first is uh, Jehoshaphat as well. We all wear this one, right? The, um, the Moabites and the Ammonites were coming to attack King Jehoshaphat. And he sent the worshippers out first. So it's another example. Praise first. The spiritual exercise. That would attain a lot of faith. Can you imagine those poor worship leaders? Ah, <laughs> oh, who are we going to send first? <laughs> send these guys out. We'll get out the back door, you know. <laughs> like, do you ever think what these people thought at that time? Oh, yeah. Great idea. <laughs> How about we put the kids at the front? Yeah. You know. <laughs> So anyway, they sent the worshippers out first. And basically, they didn't even have to... In this story, they didn't even have to fight. It's not like the worship, then they came through and got the victory. They didn't even have to fight. They just worshipped. And this verse comes from that story in 2 Chronicles 20. It says, Listen, all you people, Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Guess what? I, was, I saw this verse today and I thought, this is great. Because, I don't know if you know what Judah means, but Judah means praise. And I don't know if you know what Jerusalem means, but Jerusalem means peace. So listen, all you people of praise and people of peace. Listen, that's us. We're the people of praise and we're the people of peace. So this scripture is talking to us. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by the mighty army, for the battle is not yours. So if you praise, you don't even have to fight. The the battle becomes God's when you praise, okay? It's God's. I mean, you have to have faith. You have to believe. And, you know, in Revelation 5.5, it says about the Lord Jesus that he is the lion of the tribe of Judah and that he overcomes. So once again, Jesus Christ is the lion of the tribe of praise, right? So if you're part of the tribe of praise, Jesus is your champion and he overcomes. 
And I think it's great because in 1 Peter it says the devil roams around like a lion. But guess what? He isn't a lion. He's only like a lion. Right? But Jesus is the lion. He's the lion of the tribe of praise. So if you have problems and you think the devil is a lion, you have to remember he's not a lion. He's only like a lion. He's pretending to be a lion. But if you put your focus on where you should, and that's praise, you'll find the true lion. Okay? So just remember that in your problems. Don't, don't think the devil's a lion. Okay? Because he, he's only like a lion. He's only pretending. Okay? You've got to go find the real lion. Anyway, we're going to do that with shouting tonight because shouting breaks wins wars, shouting breaks bondages, and it releases inside you. I don't know how. I don't have a journal article on this one. But it works for parents, so it must work. Okay? So we're going to get our worship team up here again, and we're going to sing. It's very hard to find modern songs that have shouting that we could actually shout. We used to sing an old one when I was a little kid called We Have a Weapon of Warfare which was a really cool song. The problem is, like, about three people here know it, so it would about die right now if we put it up. No one here, these people, anyway, huh? Anyway, maybe tomorrow night. But tonight, because in that song we could say with a shout of victory and we could all roar. So we'll pull that out sometime so we can all roar. But we've had to go, um, like, a bit modern. And there's some woas in this song. You know how the modern songs have woas? Yeah, yeah. You have to blame the kids for that. That's what they're writing these days. So we got woes. But what I want you to do, we'll sing the song. It's a praise song. But whenever the woes come back, we just got to scream these out, okay? It's the the best I could get to shouting. So whenever woes come up, we just just scream, 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 okay? We're going to yell. Okay, now we start getting fun, okay? (laughs) But... I'm running out of time. This is the last one because uh, I knew I had a nine o'clock curfew. So uh, otherwise we'll have our own man-made earthquake when, you know, the golden oldies come in. <laughs> so, um, oh, so remember. <laughs> remember clapping is good for you. You need to clap. And when you praise, you have access to God. Shouting is very liberating something about screaming your lungs out. That's, you, know, you know, I went to the um, 2004 grand final. I'm looking at Kent. Yeah, 2004. And, and the Bulldogs beat the Roosters. And um, I kid you not, there was a, it wasn't a holy roar. There was a roar at the end of that game that went for over 20 minutes that Kent and I yelling at each other beside each other couldn't hear what we were saying. Just that amount of hu- raw human emotion in a stadium. I mean, like if you could capture that in praise, and I'm sure they do at some, of, you know, some events. It's just you have the spiritual power of praise, but when men and women and a corporate group get together and start praising, atmospheres change. Like if you're going to have an earthquake when Paul and Silas start praising, I mean, you had Jericho when a whole nation praised. Amazing. So. Another reason we praise is because God wants relationship. Psalm says, Psalm 22 says, He inhabits the praises of His people. It's one of my favorite scriptures, as you know. I say it all the time. If you want God to live in your heart and your home, you need to praise because He abides in our praise. But you know, in Exodus 25, when they're talking about the tabernacle, 
God said, let them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them. So right from the start, God wanted relationship. It was, it was him who actually wanted to come and live with us. So, and dad often says that when he's, you know, we often talk about going to heaven, but God actually wants to come and make and live with us, you know, right now. So God wants relationships, so he prays because God inhabits praise. And if you've got oppression in your life and strife in your life, it's a great indicator that you need to turn up the praise knob a bit. You need to start clapping and shouting and dancing. So Psalm 30 says, so many good praise scriptures in the Psalms. Psalm 30 says, you turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy. So if you're having the kind of day where you're wailing, the Bible says, you, you know, dancing's a great cure for that. And I know there's times and seasons, but some, sometimes dancing would help. You know, there's one word when I think of when I think of dancing. And, um, and that is the word freedom, right? There's nothing more amazing when you see someone dance that you think freedom, like just uninhibited. You're like someone who, they may know how to dance or they may not, but it, that, that's not actually the point. Someone actually dancing, it's about the most fr freeing thing you can see, you know? And um, I never... Um, I never used to dance, so I danced at my wedding. I, we took lessons for, um, I don't know, six weeks or eight weeks, and we did something that could be, I guess, called a dance. <laughs> I, it was probably the same as three million other couples did, you know, they, they just, just turn out the same moves. And anyway, that was nice. Um, but then ever since then, I hadn't danced any time. Like, Krista would always want to dance at weddings, and I'd say, nah. <laughs> like, and the funny thing is the same emotions attached to that is actually the same as attached to praise when I was a kid um, I thought it was just too good for it you know what I mean like not good a dancer I just thought it was like beneath me <laughs> and uh, I was embarrassed like I thought you know, if I get up there everyone will be watching me and I can tell you they're not like and, um, and you got pride and but it's all because it's wrapped up in selfishness. That's like, it's all, whenever you're proud or got embarrassment, it's because that inherently is a selfish behavior. You're worried about your appearance. You're, so your wife could be asking you to go for a dance and you say, no, I care more about me. I'm just gonna sit here. You know, it's a selfish behavior. And um, so anyway, we were down at Andrew Stevens, who most of you know, uh, 25th wedding anniversary. Uh, it was started last year. And um, I think we brought COVID back for everyone here. So it's, uh, <laughs> they went down to Melbourne. And uh, so they're renewing the vow vows. So they had, a, um, they had a ceremony and then a, it was just like another, well, not so much wedding, but it was definitely a big party afterwards, right? And I can tell you something, Indians know how to party. Yeah, you know, you thought white people know how to party. You've got to go to an Indian party. They're on. <laughs> anyway, so they're all dancing and um, of all things, it's line dancing, right? And I don't know why, but they're line dancing. I don't know where they learn it, but that's what they're doing. And so my kids are up straight away. My kids love dancing, so they're all four. And I think Chris even got up, she's asking me, I'm not dancing. 
Like, honestly, this is beneath me. <laughs> so, but then I just sat there thinking about myself, just thinking about what kind of person I wanted to be, what kind of father and husband I wanted to be. And I thought, can you imagine going through life just saying no to stuff all the time? Just nah, nah, nah. Think about it, like just, I'm saying, I'm going to dance. So anyway, me and my family line danced the night away, you know? Anyway, we became famous among the Indian South Melbourne community. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for being fabulous line dancers. Anyway. Um, anyway, that, that actually released something in me, even though it's a completely non-spiritual action. This, this is what I'm trying to say with clapping, with shouting, with dancing, with moving. It will release something in you. Like, there's some sort of freedom involved in this. And you can, if you can do it in the middle of praise, there's like a double benefit. But some of you, even if you never praise, you need to do it just for your own life. Like, you need to get out of yourself and start. Um. Anyway, so then I came back and Krista had been wanting to do dance lessons forever. Like, we've been married 20 years. She's wanted to do dance lessons. And I go, so there on Tuesday night, I got men's meeting. Like, when they move men's meeting, I start doing dance lessons. Anyway. So 20 years later, I'm still not doing dance. And I said, Krista, let's book private dance lessons. Like, they run classes. I said, let's just book them. Like, how hard is it? Just ring them up. How much for dance? And then he told us the price. <laughs> Can we do a half an hour dance lesson? <laughs> so anyway, and then we thought, well, we'll drag all our kids in. So um, we've been doing that for nearly a year and a half now that we go in. And we, I mean, so I'm not a great dancer now, but guess what? I have generally have terrible posture, right? Um, because I work at a desk and then I play the piano. I, I'm always slumping, like all the time. I always have to remind myself. But I am better. And you may not see it, but I can feel it. I know I'm better because my body feels completely different. And guess what? I'm, I'm more body aware than I was. Like, I don't know what the scale is of zero to 100 on body awareness. But all I know is when you sit in front of a dance teacher and he goes, this shoulder goes that way, the rib cage goes that way. Uh, I didn't know your body could go 15 different ways at once. <laughs> and, and when you see a video of me dancing and then a video of someone on like dancing, go dancing, that's the difference. Their body actually goes where it's supposed to go rather than just the steps. You know, it's not just the steps. Your body does stuff as well. Your shoulders and, you know, you, you can move your... You know, I couldn't do that till I started dancing. Like, your hips can move separate to your shoulders and your ribcage. I never knew that. So, and so suddenly I'm walking taller and I'm standing taller. And then when I slouch, like when I sit in the seat and slouch, I thought, oh, this is bad. Sit up, bum goes back. And, and um, you know, so, yeah, yeah. So you become more body aware. And I think it's just a physical sign of what happens when you do some of these things in praise. When you can get out of yourself and start doing some of these things, you become more aware, right? You see things you never saw before because you're in a different place than you were before, okay? And now, I love dancing, even though I'm probably no good at it in the scheme of dancing, you know. But I reckon in 10 years, I'll be good at it, right? I reckon I will be. And, uh, but then it's, and there's other benefits. So anyway, it doesn't have to be dancing, just enroll, but for praise, it's dancing. 
So let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing. There's our scripture. It's telling you that the people of Zion, let them praise his name. You've got to praise it with dancing. So what kind of dancing are we going to do, people? Like there's lots of different styles, but line dancing is cool. But I'm going to make it simple for you tonight so you don't have to think too much, okay? We're just going to jump. Now, I know some of you can't jump, but we're just going to jump. And it's pretty easy to do. And you can do it in beat like clapping. And, and jumping's fun. And you don't have to go side to side and whack someone in the head. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to jump. Jacob's going to come and help us jump. Uh, Levi's going to help us jump. This is my last thing. So we're going to sing. And David, you're up after this because that's, that's the end of me. You can come and close what you have to do. But King David danced. And uh, I'm sure that was liberating for him, except for his uh, spouse. But <laughs> tonight our spouses won't be offended, will they? We're just going to... Okay, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to jump, okay? You can dance a different way if you want to, but we're going to just jump. Like a mosh pit. Anyway, great. Before I get... Um, before David comes up, I'm really serious about what I said about it's a pity I'm not at church next week. But I will be there in two weeks. And you know, I don't know if you've ever been when you go to the gym for the first time and then the next day you can't like wash your hair because you can't lift your arms above your head. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that? Like you've bench pressed a bit too much and then you're like. So what I'm saying is it's pretty easy to say that was too hard or that was fun for one day, but I'm never doing that again, okay? So we've seen people jump here, which means they can do it on a Sunday as well as a Friday night, okay? So I, like intentional, put on a garment of praise. It's an intentional act and we're going to do this. We're going to become a people of praise, okay? So I'll be looking out for it in two weeks, plus this weekend, but someone's got to remind you next week, whoever's around. was fun, wasn't it? I'm always asking people if they're having fun. Well, did you have any fun? Yeah! Uh, well, if you didn't, the weekend isn't finished and you still have a chance to start having fun. Just thinking about it like, just, you know, the Lord's done a lot for us. A scripture verse popped into my mind just as we're finishing this. I'm going to read it to you just because it did. This is what the Lord says. I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offences like the morning mist. I have paid the price to set you free. Isn't that, isn't that worth celebrating? You know, we, we have won the heavenly lottery. You talk about something worth being excited about. Now, we're, we're praising the Lord for him. But just thinking about what he's done for you, that's worth getting excited about too. I saw a video once of these people that they hadn't won the lottery, they, but they thought they had won the lottery. That was the point. And they danced all around the room for about 10 minutes. Well, we have won the lottery. Our name, Jesus said, 
Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. What a thing that is. What a thing worth having. Well, um, I'm gonna, we're going to close with a prayer and we're going to ask the Lord, I should have prayed this at the start, but we're going to pray it now. We're going to ask the Lord to come and be with us this weekend at family camp, be with us in the meetings, be with us not in the meetings, be with us in all that happens. We're going to ask his presence to be with us and just make it a great time together, but also make it what he wants it to be. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we were given the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of eternal life, and the gift of the Holy Spirit who lives with us, lives within. Thank you, we've been given the most precious gifts of all. And Lord, I thank you tonight for the liberty that we've enjoyed in the name of Jesus. Well, in Jesus' name, we invite you to come. Lord, come and be with us this weekend. Come and be at work among us in each and every heart as we gather in each of the remaining meetings and as we talk over tea and as we sleep in our cabins and in our beds. I ask, Lord, you'd be with us that you would be present this weekend and fulfill the purposes that you have in our hearts. And I pray that we, we would be brought into great liberty and freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.